you've probably tried Hulu on your computer, right? And that's good. Hulu, Hulu is good. But Hulu Plus, so much more. Because with Hulu Plus, you can watch current episodes of your favorite shows, shows like Modern Family, shows like The Daily Show, shows like Scandal. And every episode uh, of, of shows like Nashville, Lost, and Doctor Who. Right now, sign up at HuluPlus.com slash topics, get two weeks, full access, completely free. That's a whole extra week more with this special offer when you sign up at HuluPlus.com slash topics. Get with it. Start streaming TV now with Hulu Plus. It's Topics, the podcast where two comedians discuss serious topics in a serious way, although if something funny happens, that's fine too. I'm Michael Ian Black, joined as always by Michael Showalter. Hi, Michael. Hey, it's great to be here. Great to be with you. Um, We've been, you and I were just talking off air about all the, the great feedback we've been getting, the study groups that have been popping up all over the world. And how exciting it is to see this this small project that we undertook for a better understanding of our world, um, expanding into so many other people's worlds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we, we've been getting a lot of uh, really cool comments and feedback. And, and, and um, look, I mean, at the end of the day, we're, we're – I like to think of us as just, you know – you know, stirring the pot, yes. you know, we're just, uh, the chefs in the kitchen with a big, you know, pot of stew or, or a bouillabaisse. Mm. And we just have a giant wooden spoon. And I just, in my mind's eye, I just see you and me in that kitchen standing over that big pot, just stirring that broth. And it's a, it's a, it's a rich, hearty, meaty, it's almost a stew really is what it, it is. is. It is. Well, is, I think it's even, it might even be a chowder. Yes. I mean, when you talk about the hardiness of it, yes. I'm envisioning, I'm envisioning potatoes. Yes. I'm, I'm envisioning a very creamy base. Mm, mm-hmm. um, I was originally picturing a, a tomato based uh, chowder, but when you say cream, of course, because it adds the richness, it adds the complexity. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, it has almost a velvety. Yes. Um, a, a velvety texture to it, so that I mean, when when it's when you swish it around in your mouth, um, the it's it it has a viscosity. It's it's a velvety sort of viscosity. Right. Well, the the mouth feel I would say is smooth, but it it it's got a touch of spice. It's it mm-hmm. it it can challenge. It can mm-hmm. burn at times. I mean, sometimes the chowder becomes a little too hot. And you and I have experienced that in these topics that sometimes things get a little heated. Um, but when you chew it over, when you sink your teeth into the meat of the topic and you get the, the nutrients from the vegetables and you finally swallow it down, you find yourself enriched. So it's a perfect metaphor. And, and I think you're just spot on with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's as you know, not to take the metaphor too far, but I mean, I feel like there's spices in it. There's carrots. There's celery. Yes. Um, there's, I would think, maybe turnip, maybe some turnips, perhaps. perhaps. Well, um, root, these are all, of course, root vegetables. And mm-hmm. ultimately what we're trying to do is get to the root of any topic. We're trying that's what to – yes. That's exactly what I meant. No, I know. And, and I was explaining it to the listener. And, 
and there's pancetta. I think yes. small bit, small pieces of pancetta. Yes. yes. Um, which, which of course, you know, provide the. Well, it's fatty, you know, and and it it it's uh, it's a. Uh, you need that. You need that 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 little bit well, of, well, of fun. You know that uh, that that salty fun to sort of get you through because otherwise, you know, it can get kind of bland and it provides I, flavor. It provides uh, excitement. I, I was yeah, and I was gonna I was gonna say too. I mean, I think that there's a stubbornness to pancetta. There's a mm. sort of a, a, a resistance there. Mm. Um, it's it's chewy. It's it, it, it has a rubbery quality. And I think part of what we do here is we challenge and we, we resist and we, 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 we push back sometimes to mm-hmm. see what's on the other side. And so to me, that's where the pancetta plays into the metaphor. Yes. Yes. I, I agree wholeheartedly with the, the image of the pancetta in the chowder, um, you know, I think we've really given listeners something to chew on as they think about <laughs> that metaphor. I think I think we've really given them something to stew. You know, really <laughs> stew over. I hope that in their in the in the groups that everyone stews on yes, this. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, welcome to topics. I, I think um, that there's, I think that there's p probably some peas in there mm-hmm. and. Um, mm-hmm. onion, I, I would think potentially some onion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some cheese. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, again, welcome to topics. Um, very quickly before we start, um, the only rule is there are no rules. Um, uh, the, the, we have a guideline, which is we try to cover 80% of any given topic during each episode and we do have a recommendation, which is that whatever percentage we do not get to, you and your study groups try to fill in the rest, as it were. Um, and then we have a precept, which we every now and again mention, which is to just to take it easy, because this should be fun. And, and I think that, you know, something, you know, we brought up something in last week's, last week's podcast. And, and I think that I've been, you know, I know I've been seeing this as, as, being what some of the practicums are actually, you know, taking their cue from is that in some of these study groups, and I just basically want to continue to encourage this in some of these study groups, once the topic has been finished, once the 100% mark is reached, a lot of times that can then start off a new topic. So, I mean, we're, we're not asking that if it takes you half an hour to finish the topic and we've gotten through 80% on the show and then it takes you half an hour to finish the rest of the 20, the 20%, I would like to think that some new topic maybe was born out of the topic that you were discussing in the group and that you're able to continue on and keep talking for an hour or so. Yeah, I, I think that's an excellent, important point that you're raising. And I want to drill down into that a little bit. Um, the hundred percent mark is absolutely a finish line. However, every finish line is also a starting line. Yeah, exactly. When you look at a finish line, um, painted on the ground, it really doesn't look very much different from the starting line, does it? it they, no, it really doesn't, Mike. They're two sides of the same coin. They are. They really are. 
And I would encourage all of the listeners to view every finish line as a starting line and every starting line as another starting line. So it's essentially it's essentially it's three starting lines and one finish line, I think is the mm-hmm. correct ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, always think of yourself as starting something new, uh, mm-hmm. unless you're finishing. And then when you're finishing, then you're starting again. Mm-hmm. 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 I like to think of it as, as you know, uh, wherever you are, there you are. Yes. You know, and, yes. and which, which I think is what, I, what I'm saying when, by that is essentially you're never finished. Mm-hmm. you've never you, you're never your work is never done mm-hmm. but I mean it, you know we were talking uh, only a few weeks ago we were talking about um, the great uh, classical musicians and and of course Vasco da Gama's name came up and then that was able to start an entire other topic on the subject of, of, of his career and yes. all the great stuff that he did so I mean that's just an example of how one topic can give birth to another topic, and 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 um, there's that metaphor again of beginnings and endings, and yes. and new life, and it's all it's all very um, synergistic, and well, that's by design. I'd like to think of this podcast as a co- a component of a holistic endeavor mm-hmm. that the listeners are engaged on in their own lives. Mm-hmm. You know, you take your ginkgo biloba and you do your yoga and you meditate. And I hope that this podcast is a component of that holistic Mm-hmm. lifestyle. Maybe you do one, maybe you do three, maybe you do seven different things to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But whatever you're doing, I do hope that the podcast is part of it because I think, and I'm not speaking, I hope I'm not speaking from a place of ego here because that's not the intention. But I hope that our words are profoundly impactful on your daily life. Um, because why else, why else do it? Yes, we learn from each other. Michael and I learn from each other, mm-hmm. but I'd like to think of ourselves in a sense as, uh, rabbis. I think we have a kind of rabbinical role here, which is to say mm-hmm. teacher, mm-hmm. but also a shamanistic role, which is to say healer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been so rewarding for me, Mike, to watch you, learn about and be inspired by Eastern philosophy and mysticism and to watch you make that transition. And I'm really inspired by it. I mean, I, um, I've, you know, you've, you've sent me various, you know, Buddhist literature and stuff like that. And, and, and the, the books that you've sent me about, um, you know, being in the now and being present, um, with, with, the, with the present moment, um, that, that kind of consciousness is, is very eye opening to me because obviously I'm rooted in a Western history and, um, I'm really learning a lot from you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that very much. And I, I, I'm glad I'm not wasting the postage when I send the books and that you're actually reading them and, and taking them to heart. I was inspired so much, um, by 
the Eastern teachings of Keanu Reeves and Uma Thurman's father that I was um, almost forced to look East because I wasn't getting what I needed from the West. Mm-hmm. And when I started looking into Buddhism and looking into Shintoism, um, I found some I mean, of the answers. And I know that, you know, the, on, on a few occasions when we were in New York and you would, you know, you went to some of those stores that sell like Buddha dolls and stuff like that. And you bought some really nice like yoga pants and yeah. um, some really comfortable looking clothes. They're very comfortable um, because, well, you know, when I put my yoga pants on, to me, to my body, that is a signal that it's time to um, begin looking inward. And I do that through my meditative work. I do that through my stretching. I do that through my chanting. I do it through the burning of incense. I have a whole toolbox, um, uh, you know, of, of, of... And when you say toolbox, are, is, is this an actual toolbox? Yes. That yeah. you went to, a, you know, a, a Home Depot or a Lowe's or what have you? I went to a Pier 1 import because I, I, I felt like it was important that I purchase something that was imported for my toolbox uh-huh. from the East. And I found one that was actually made in China. Mm. Um, so it looks like a regular toolbox, but believe it or not, it was actually made in the Eastern nation of That's China. so fascinating. Yes. And so I put so I put my Eastern tools in there, yes. And I, I I when I put my yoga pants on, I open the toolbox and I get to work with my tools. Now, now I am really uh, going on a tangent here, and I actually think we should edit this out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but but you know, Pier One Imports. It, 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 have you? Uh, you know, I've always wondered this because I've been seeing this store for years, and I've I've absolutely purchased numerous wicker baskets and such from them but where is this pier where is this first pier do you know is it in a do you know is it in is it on the east coast i actually it's funny that you asked that question um because there's a story associated with the name that i'll share with you um and maybe we should just you know do a kind of mid-course correction here because this wasn't going to be the topic but maybe we should make it the topic, um, the Near East and the Far East. What do you say? Absolutely. So the story with Pier One Topics is it was if, 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 if I could just I'll quickly say because I know that um, some of our listeners um, may be wondering what you what you meant when you said that to, that, you, that we're switching course. Um, we were gonna the today's topic was going to be things that go bump in the night. Yes. And uh, we will absolutely cover that topic um, in a, an upcoming episode. Um, and uh, we had a lot to, I know that we had a lot to say on that, but we will one of the things we like to do on this show is sometimes um, we just get up uh, onto something and we need to just ride it out. So we're doing a different topic today. And that topic is uh, what you said. The Near East and the Far East. That's right. That's right. Um, And, you know, I'm actually relieved in a way because it will give me a chance to 
go further into my research into things that go bump in the night because I've uncovered some just some wonderful little nuggets that I want to share with you. Um, but I can dig a little deeper. And as far as the Near East and Far East, I'd only, I not only do I want to dip my beak into this, I, I want to, I want to plunge my whole head in and splash around in it because there's so much to say. Very quickly, the story with Pier One in 1952, the founder of Pier One Imports at the time was just a young man. Uh, named Charles Thurwitt, T-H-U-R-W-H-I-T-E. And he was a British expat living in Philadelphia. His father had been an opium opium addict um, because he had served overseas in China, had gotten addicted addicted to opium, um, which caused devastation in the family. However, his father died young. And he left to young Charles uh, a snuff box that he brought in from China. It was a highly lacquered red snuff box uh, decorated with Chinese motifs, dragons, calligraphy, and scroll work. Charles, when in the move from England to Philadelphia, lost the snuff box, which was his only uh, memento from his father and was devastated about this. Wanted wanted to replace it. Could not find any place in Philadelphia that would sell it. Could not find any place in New York that sold it. Got in touch via mail with an import or an export, excuse me, from Shanghai who had them, um, but said he would only sell in lots of a thousand. And so Charles Thurwitt left from Pier One in Philadelphia traveled to Shanghai, brought back not only a thousand of the snuff boxes, uh, but a whole treasure trove of Oriental um, gifts that he then uh, had nothing to do with, uh, other than take it to the flea market in Philadelphia and uh, start selling them. And that's how Pier One Imports was born. That wow, that is amazing. Amazing. I'm going to need to play that back uh, when we're doing the postmortem later today and, and, and re-listen to that because I didn't catch a whole lot of what you said. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, but, it, but, but some of it sounded really interesting to me. Well, I, heard, um, I heard about a snuff box and I heard about um, Charles Gerwich. Thurwitt. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Thruitt family uh, owned Pier 1 Imports up until I think the late 1990s when they sold it to some corporation. I don't even know what. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just one of those little nuggets that you don't uh, necessarily know about unless you are a student of Orientalism, which I am. That is so fantastic. And, 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 and what do you, what do you tell me a little bit more about Ori when you say Orientalism? Mm-hmm. That is that a, is that a, um, well, uh, it's the study of the Orient and mm-hmm. a study of the Oriental culture and Orientals, um, uh, Oriental music and Oriental food. It's, it, it's the panoply of Oriental stuff. Uh-huh. So. It's just, it's a subject I find endlessly fascinating mm-hmm. because it's so different over there. It's so different 
in the Near East and the Far East. Well, it's very exotic, right? Yes. And when we talk about or, or the Orient, the Orient, I mean, we're we're lumping in pretty much just any sort of Asian looking uh, culture, right? That's right. And. That's right. And and it's so different over there, isn't it? I mean, it's so foreign. Isn't well, they'll it? they'll eat a grasshopper. They don't even care. Mm-hmm. They don't have they don't have pride in themselves. So they'll eat a grasshopper. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. it's it's um, it's just so different. It's just so different mm-hmm. Be- because because the Oriental people they um, for them it's all about the collective. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's all and that's why that's why they they all look alike because. They don't need to distinguish themselves even from each other. Mm-hmm. So it's a mass of billions of basically identical looking people serving um, a, a, a kind of uh, collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. And it's a very powerful idea. So pretend you have money, right? And you have money in your hand and it's a lot of money and you're psyched because you have a lot of money. And now you take that money and you throw it in the trash. That's not a pleasant image, right? But that's what you're doing if you're a business, a small business or a sole proprietor and you're leasing one of those expensive postage meters. Uh, that's just like, you're, it's like you're taking money and then, you know, maybe you don't like the image of the trash. Okay, you're putting it through a paper shredder or you're incinerating it. That's what you're doing. Uh because you're an idiot. You're an idiot if that's what you're doing. If you've got, you know, this postage meter and, you know, you, you, you have to sign a commitment and it's long term and then there's reset fees and then there's all this, you know, expensive ink. It's crazy. But there's a better way to do it. Uh, and this is what we do. We use stamps.com. So with stamps.com, you know, because Topics is a business, you know, it's a, it's a highly profitable global business. And instead of the old postage meter that we used to have, we got rid of that. And now we have all the benefits of that and more. And it costs us a lot less. So all you got to do, you just you use your own computer, you use your own printer, and you get official U.S. postage. This is the gold standard of postage. It's U.S. postage. And you can get it for any envelope, any package, any class of mail. You don't have to go to the post office. And, you know, it's everything you would do at the post office, but you can do it right from your desk with stamps.com. So yeah, you might not be able to say hi to Lois at the post office. That's all right. Have her over. Have Lois over for some coffee. That way you have more time to catch up. We use stamps.com here at Topics um, to send out our practicums, you know, because we, we create practicums for every episode that we do and they get mailed out to all the different study groups all over the country and indeed all over the world. And it would cost us a lot if we were using the old postage meter system. We don't do that. We use stamps.com and now you can too. All you got to do, go to stamps.com, use our promo code topics for this special offer. You get a no risk trial, uh, you get a $110 bonus offer. So that includes a scale, a digital scale, not one of these antiquated 16th century lead scales, you know, that poison your children. This is a digital scale and up to $55 in free postage. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, type in topics, that's stamps.com, enter topics. So, as I said, you know, you, 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 yes, you've tried Hulu on your computer. Hulu Plus is so much more. With Hulu Plus, you get current season episodes. 
every show you like. You know, you like your Modern Family, you like your Daily Show, you like your Scandal, and you get Nashville, you get Lost, you get Doctor Who, you get so many shows, you get thousands of shows whenever you want, whenever, wherever you want. Maybe you've got a smart TV, one of these fancy new smart TVs, and you're like, what do I do with the smart TV? What makes it smart? What makes it smart is you can watch Hulu Plus on it. You can watch your favorite shows on it. Maybe you've got Apple TV. You can watch Hulu Plus on it. Maybe you've got uh, an Xbox like I do. That's where I watch my Hulu Plus. Any streaming device you already own, that's where you can watch Hulu Plus. You don't need to get any fancy equipment you don't already have. You have this stuff already. All you got to do is sign up for the Hulu Plus. You know, anywhere you want to go. You know, maybe you're a junkie and, you know, you're tying one off and uh, you're getting ready to to shoot up a little, right? And you're like, well, you know what would go great with this? An episode of Doctor Who. You can do that. Seven ninety nine a month. You get your entertainment anytime, anywhere. As I said, that's a that's so cheap. You know, it's you know they say uh, for the cost of a cup of a coffee. No, you can't even buy a cup of coffee for what you're going to get with Hulu Plus. You can't. You know, it's uh, it's impossible. Twenty five cents a day. It's a bargain right now. Sign up at HuluPlus.com slash topics. Get two weeks full access, completely free. That way you check it out. You see if you like it. You know, you sample it. And then if you don't like it, whatever, you know, you let it go. But I guarantee you're going to like it. This way, you, you, with, when you put in topics, you get a whole extra week more with this special offer when you sign up at HuluPlus.com slash topics. Get with it. Start streaming TV now with Hulu Plus. You're going to love it. I promise. I think that chances are we're going to hear some responses on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to say you know, for my, for, for those of you that are listening to the show that, um, Mike and I, um, don't always, aren't always going to agree. We're not always going to see eye to eye and that some of the opinions or beliefs expressed by one of us is not necessarily shared by both of us. And so, um, if any of you out there that are listening to the show were, rubbed the wrong way in any way by anything that's been said today, um, by all means, direct your comments um, to the person who specifically maybe offended you. Yes, and that's always, I think, true. Um, um, because it, you're, you're right. Unlike um, some of the or- Oriental cultures, you and I are of two different minds. And mm-hmm. that, that really speaks, and I think you said that very well, to the schism between the West and the East. You know, Wait, like, you're you're saying you and I as Westerners share have an individual consciousness, whereas those in the East all think alike. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. They're 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 striving for a kind of uh, oneness, a unity that in the West we sometimes lack, and that's mm-hmm. very sad. You know. Well, I mean the whole the whole um, gestalt. Uh, of the of 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 the West is the whole concept of the rugged individual. Yes, you know, that this 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 uh, this cowboy hmm. who rides his horse off into the sunset, and he's a loner. And yes. we 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 this rugged individual is you know the iconography of uh, you know John Wayne and Bill Johnman and all of these iconic. Mm. Uh, tell me again I did not hear who the second one you mentioned John Wayne I heard John Wayne but then I heard I, I, I forgive uh, me for Western not hearing Western star yes, yes. so many cowboys yes. in so many movies and he exemplifies yes, the rugged American male the rugged individual and, and who was the second person that you mentioned 
Billman, Bill Johnman. Yes. Who, um, forgive me. That is a name. I do not know. Um, he was a, there's very little about him, Mm. uh, in the, in the, in the annals, um, the ledgers. Um, but he was very much of a rugged individual and had a big part of the whole manifest destiny Uh movement of the 19th century where so many of the settlers moved West. They went from the East to the West on their carriages and uh, Mr. Johnman was just a major uh, advocate for that. In what way? What What did he do to further oh, the manifest he, destiny? He wrote about it and mm-hmm. he talked about it. He talked all about it. Mm. And um, I mean, he was just a very powerful force for change. Mm-hmm. And he really was advocating for change. Mm. And people really got very excited about his words. Um, He was the first person who said, uh, who said 54, 40 or fight. I don't know if you know that. I've Uh, heard the expression. I don't know know if you know that uh, expression, but the expression is 54, 40 or fight. Mm. And it uh, it pertains to the to the um, boundary dispute over the Oregon territory. And again, I'm I'm dipping back into the past. Yes. Um, where the uh, American settlers were were arguing uh, for the expansionist uh, expansion of the boundaries, and they looked at the Oregon territory, and they wanted the uh, parallel the longitude of the uh, 54th longitude and uh, Bill Johnman was just very very central to that entire dispute mm. oh fascinating I mean that's a that's a little footnote of history I had not been aware of so thank you for that uh, mm. of course mm. our own manifest destiny is moving us in a slightly different direction uh, this episode we're moving from west to east as opposed to from east to west and talking about uh, orientalism the near east the far east um, uh, countries such as vietnam laos cambodia thailand malaysia malaysia siam burma Uganda, South Korea, yes, and so many more. Um, it's just a fascinating part of the world, and Mongolia, yes, Mongolia, of course, Mongolia, which with its rich tradition of horsemen uh, and archers, uh, the the Mongols of the Russian steppes. Well, you, you had the, the Mongol hordes yes. of, the, of the 15th century yes. led by uh, Genghis the, Khan, by the king of the Mongols. Yes. And, and, and while they were described as barbarians, I would say that uh, much, much of history really got it wrong. And in fact, the Mongols were a well-organized army, um, really in many ways precursors to um, the Roman Empire and the, the more uh, the, the more 
complicated and structured governments of the earliest stages of what we now call the modern uh, European empire. I was just going to say that. And the point that I think you're raising is that so much of what we take for granted in the West as a kind of Western paradigm or Western invention was actually created first in the East, be it the Near East or the Far East. Yes, I'm, th- I'm thinking yes. of I'm thinking of um, uh, fireworks uh, uh, or pasta, even. Yes, 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 or, yes, or, yes, or, yes, 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 or or origami. We think of as a as a Western. Yes, yes, but in yes. fact, it's it's an Eastern uh, yes, art form. Yes, yes. Um, so we tend to you know uh, uh, appropriate other cultures. Uh, creations as as our own, and it's wrong. You know, I just think it's wrong. Rock and roll was a, was a, was a Eastern uh, creation, of course. Yes. Um, but we we appropriated it here in America first. Uh, the blacks stole it, and then the whites took it from the blacks. Um, and you know, we see this kind of cultural pilfering constantly throughout history. Um, well, let, let, let me let let me cut you off at the pass there. Mm. Um, we 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 are we are running out of time. We have just a few more minutes uh, before the show is over. Before today's episode uh, comes to an end, unfortunately, um, we may need to. Uh, this may be a two parter or even a three parter. But before we finish today, I want to quickly touch on the Near East, and I think what we ha- uh, what I. What I think you're talking about is is the East Coast, or more specifically Philadelphia. Yes. And before we um, wrap up here, I want to just say a few things about Philadelphia because I think it's important that we talk about hoagies and uh, the cheesesteak, and um, I think the Liberty Bell is in Philadelphia. Yes, it is. And well, Dick Clark, of course, began his career in Philadelphia as the leader of American Bandstand. Um, such a rich history in the Near East. Well, I mean, we talk about, you know, everyone knows that that Philadelphia gets its name from two uh, Latin root words, phil, phil, filios, phil, the first part, which means brother, filio, and then delphia, which is a delph or, or a, refers to the delph or the, the part of the city that, that, that is structurally in the delph shape. And that's why it is called the city of brotherly love because that fill part means brother in Latin. That's right. And it's, um, and, and you're my brother. I think what I meant to say is, is that in a sense, you're my brother. You're not literally my brother, but in a, in a lot of ways, you are my brother. You're my brother in, in friendship. You're my brother in, in, in work. You're, you're my, you're my brother, brother. Yes. And, and, Thank you for that, and uh, I definitely uh, feel your feelings towards me in that way, and and I acknowledge them. It's and 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 you feel the same towards me. I would think. Well, it's interesting when we talk about um, the Near East and the Far East, how different the two are. Um, we think of you know Philadelphia, and we think of. Um, 
Benjamin Franklin, for example, conducting his experiments, mm -hmm. flying the the kite into the lightning storm, mm -hmm. and uh, you know feeling the shock that ignited the American Revolution mm -hmm. um, in that moment, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that powerful imagery combined with you know uh, uh, Mao Zedong, the the great Japanese. Uh, leader who who separated from China. Yes, yes, yes. And fomented a revolution there. Um, and how how these two revolutions almost worked on a parallel track, even though they occurred thousands of years apart. And it's you know we just see history repeating itself over and over. And the idea of the Earth as a sphere. How these things literally go round and round and round. Yes, and I think that uh, before before we go around and around and around, I think maybe we should uh, uh, take us take a this opportunity to stop yes. and to pause and to look around and uh, and and appreciate um, the all of the things that, that you and I were able to cover today because you and I, we went east, we went west, we went further west, we went back east, and then we went all around again. And we went up and we went down into the magma, into the into the loam, yes. if you will. And I think um, I think we're, we may have gone past 80% today. I really do think that. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I really brought it home there at the end, uh, really crossing the finish line, which as you know, is just another starting line. So That's right. I will leave that to our study groups, yeah. um, to, uh, run their own race as it were. And I, and I learned a thing or two about pure one imports today, Michael. <laughs> and I, I, uh, I really appreciate uh, you illuminating me on well, that. Well, you know, it's a small story, but it's an important story yeah, because I'll, it be, because uh, it really set the stage for uh, Nixon that's going to great. China. That's great. That's great. And um, let's uh, yeah. move, right, move it right along. That's great. So I, I do want to conclude uh, today by I – mean, before I do, I do want to say I, I feel like just at the end there you were being just the tiniest bit dismissive. And I know we're running out of time. Um, but I, 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 I was well, not, I was not going to launch into good time discussing the show with you today. I also have. Okay. Well, until we speak again, Michael, as always, it was a treat. I, I, I learned, I taught, um, I walk away from this feeling, uh, a little bit more enlightened, both in the Eastern sense and the Western sense. I'm going to slip on a pair of yoga pants and light some incense and, and maybe chant some words of thanks. So uh, I look forward to speaking with you again next week. As do I. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Hello. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Topics. Please help us get the word out about the show by writing us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you'd like to write to us a question or a comment about this episode or any episode, please do. Our email address is topicspodcasts at gmail.com. Thank you.
This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Ackerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com The Wolf Dead.